You're listening to the Sage Hill Podcast on Addiction with Dr. Chip Dodd and Phil Herndon. This is a new weekly podcast recorded at the Center for Professional Excellence. So let's go all the way back to your church. You go to that church and you're hungry for connection. Mm-hmm. And on some level, you're tired of living afraid. And oh, yeah. you, know, you wish that you had a place to go to say, this is how I'm living. Could I be loved like this so that you know, your life is joined? With within yourself, it's it's integrated and congruent, mm-hmm. and you 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 feel good because you're living clean. You're living. Look, I'm a I'm an honest person, and I like that. Mm-hmm. And then that that allows you to connect other people. How come you didn't have access to what's obvious that me and you now? Yeah. Well, the the thing is denial. So I mean, you can go off on denial here, but denial is the the defense the the foundation upon which addiction survives. Because mm-hmm. denial is what we, we think of as, you know, ignoring the evident or not telling the truth about the obvious. So we literally get connect with each other, stay joined to each other through denial. And de- addiction cannot survive where the, if denial is snapped. Mm-hmm. So denial is how addiction continues to just sneak into our houses steal our children, steal our marriages, steal our hearts, steal our brains, and just takes over. Yeah, You know, you went to a church where you loved being, and no one in that building had access to truly being able to live the connection you were craving. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's not a disparagement on the church. No. It's actually an accusation about addiction and its power yeah. related to denial. So, I mean, you can talk to us about denial if you'd like. Uh, you know, denial... Uh, just thinking, going back in my <clears throat> my memories, you know, great people I met, great people I knew, some of them I still do, and um, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm struck by how often in my in my own head, I would say, well, it's just this, well, it's just it's just a little wine, or I mean, it's just taking the edge off, or she was just doing this, or yeah. she just meant that, yeah, that little phrase, and that can kind of ease off into minimization too, but. In my own life, the denial has been in the form of this isn't really what I think it is. This yeah. isn't really what I'm seeing. This yeah. isn't. It couldn't be that bad. Yeah. And that you know, I would hear things, true things, in church and discipleship groups and that kind of thing, and I would go, okay, well, this probably just, I probably just need to do so and so. Yeah. Not touching the emotional world. Yeah. All the if mo- I do this, uh, this will fix me. Uh-huh. Yeah. This study, that study, change the way I feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you know we have that little thing, uh, with, little thing, little kind of a mantra about, you know, children learn the rules of denial. You know, you don't really see what you see. You don't really. You can go through that if you yeah. would, but like you know, there there really are some hard fast rules that if you if you could embody denial and you know denial will be that mean school teacher that said this is how this thing works. Yeah, this is how this classroom operates. Yeah. And if you want to belong and matter in this classroom, here's how it works. Yeah. You're the rules, and there's your role. Yes. And so in denial, literally, literally means blindness. So, look, you and I both grew up in denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it's like I didn't know that I was in denial. I did not know that I was denying. Denying is not lying. It's literally denial allows <sighs> us to put what's actually happening in our lives emotionally in a place that's locked up. I mean, I don't know. Um, 
it's not there. So denial literally means I do not see. Okay, so that's the number one rule that alcoholism or addiction in and of itself demands in a relational system. So let's go with the family, a relational system, say three, four, five people. And denial related to alcoholism or other addictions says, I don't see what I'm seeing. So addiction is dictating. It says, you don't see what you're seeing. And it's spoken overtly or covertly through the person who's using uh, the drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, whatever. So uh, somebody important looks at the child and says, you don't see what you think you see. Yeah. So the child who craves emotional and spiritual attachment says, oh, so love has to do with these rules and this role. So I don't see what I see. So don't okay. see. Don't see. First rule. And how come I don't see? It's imperative that I not see because if I see, I'm going to feel. Mm-hmm. And all the brain research beautifully points out now this proof of denial because if you see something, you'll feel it. So we know that that sight, the visual cortex, the neurochemical um, uh, experience of light coming into the brain, it passes into the part of the brain, the feeling brain. What we see, we feel. So if you don't see, you don't feel. Now, the reason you don't feel, so there's don't see, don't feel. The reason you don't feel is because once you feel, you'll need. If you need, you're vulnerable. And you're going to be reaching out to the very people who uh, can meet those needs, but they're telling you, you better not have a need for me to stay sober or for me to change or for me to look at myself or for me to become vulnerable to you. Mm -hmm. So don't see, don't feel, don't need. And if I don't need, I won't talk. Mm -hmm. So don't talk. Don't talk about what's actually happening inside of you. Don't access the internal experience of your mm-hmm. life. And if I don't talk, I won't trust. So denial, so tragic to fit into a system, family, work, community. If you don't agree to do the things that support addiction, you're excluded from that society. Mm-hmm. So because our craving to belong and matter, our craving to connect emotionally and spiritually like we're born for relationship so relationship instead of being true to oneself and being connected with somebody i've got to follow a set of rules and a set of roles so i perform to be loved instead of being present or being myself so denial requires that i get rid of how i'm made to belong in a in a in a, mm-hmm. a, a relationship so addiction controls things so this pandemic like on the people Blocks access to feelings because feelings is what gears us toward true connection yeah. with another human being. Yeah. And addiction operates on denial, which yeah. says, look, we got four rules here. You follow them. Don't, you don't feel, don't need, right? Right. Don't dare <laughs> under any circumstances say anything about what's going on. Yes. Right? And, yeah. And if you do, you're officially labeled the scapegoat. Yeah. Boy, yes. Which is a child that's rejected and carries the pain of the family mm-hmm. or a person. Truth tellers are out. Now, what's amazing about this or tragic, it just, oh, it's just like, 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 like Dracula has, has come into our world and bitten so many people that we don't even know the difference between Mm-hmm. Those who are bitten and are like, you know, zombie, tra- zombie uh, vampires or mm-hmm. human anymore. We just talked about alcoholism and drug addiction. 
We oh. we didn't even we haven't even touched sex addiction. The yeah. ultimate powerful anonymous uh, creeps into our homes through technology. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, Phil, uh, we don't have words like you're seeing uh, uh, young eighteen nineteen year old boy men who have not gone a day since they were twelve and thirteen years old without accessing some experience of porn. No doubt about it. So. And what we know is that the, the reports have said that the, the sex addiction industry, or rather the sex industry, mm. profits from the sex industry just in terms of visual, video, and um, um, uh, you know the trade itself. The profits from the just the porn world are, are greater than uh, the profits of the five major uh, professional sports uh, teams. You know, there's a I'm, Adam Bookmark, actually, just to, just on what you're saying here, mm-hmm. just a couple of things here. Um, it's estimated that 40 million Americans regularly visit porn sites. Of all the Internet downloads on the Internet, all of them, 35% are related to porn. Uh, there are millions of transactions. Mm-hmm. There are approximately 68 million por- pornographic search queries per day. How many? 68 million per day. Um, it's amazing. Uh, 2.5 billion emails sent or received every day contain pornography. Right. And uh, every 39 minutes, a new pornography video is being created in the United States of America. Right. Statistically. It's mind-boggling. It, 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 it is mind-boggling. And it, it's, it's the drug use. It's the drug that can be used invisibly oh yeah you know yeah and so uh so go past that let's go to uh you know the 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 food addiction i mean processed food high loads of carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and sugar i mean it 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 becomes the a form of comforting ourselves rather than giving ourselves energy to move to live fully in in relationship and that one is is very painful for me that's my own experience but you know i'm I say this with hopefully discretion, but you know, what you just talked about killed my mother. Yeah. Addiction to food. True. I mean, and, and it's not always about obesity, but I mean, and, 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 you know, God bless compassion upon so many people. This is obesity is, uh, not a problem of willfulness. No. Most cases it's a problem of addiction. Yes. Um, Think about diabetes, from what I've heard, is the number one relapsing sickness in this country, mm. okay? Uh, and which means that a person doesn't, even though they have the information about how to address their, di- their, their diabetes, uh, the, having to de- not knowing how to access dealing with diabetes emotionally keeps a person from living the recovery. They have the access to the information and the medicine. Yes. And, and the insulin. And cannot slash and will stop. not do it. And it's yeah. not a will not problem. Because uh, like we go back to these uh, these people we've been treating, we've been treating some of the greatest, smartest people that the world can create in the yeah, educational yeah. system. Or, or the talent system, for that mm-hmm. matter. Pro athletes, uh, <clears throat> uh, musicians who have just achieved uh, incredible things. Yes. They're intelligent. Mm-hmm. They're tough as nails. They have plenty of willpower, 
And these people, uh, at least in the beginning, wanted to do something good. They're, yeah. they're moral people or they're uh, concerned people, mm-hmm. okay? So they're intelligent, they're tough, <clears throat> and they're concerned. They want to contribute. And if those three things, because these people are smart enough to know and tough enough to stop and good enough to, to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And if they don't stop, then they're obviously, it's not an intelligence issue, it's not, a, it's not a willpower issue. It's not a concerned moral issue. It's an emotional issue. Yeah. And we live in a country that will do almost anything to avoid dealing with feelings. Yes. Now, even the feelings industry about feeling good industry and the mindfulness industry and the being well-balanced industry and the being uh, you know, transparent industry, it's an industry. <laughs> you see, it's so it, it 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 makes dollar bills, and 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 also it's a way of staying in denial. Anything that we use that takes us away from dealing with our lives emotionally and then spiritually is part of addiction. Mm-hmm. It's part of the sickness, and and, and the only way uh, that it's ever going to change is through minorities. Mm. Minorities of people who will always be minorities going ahead and getting their recoveries from what ails them and getting recovery of who they're made to be, regardless of what everyone and everything else is doing. And there is a group of people that is genuinely living in relationship with themselves, others, and God all over the United States. But it's a minority because if we do the numbers, if you look at the 100 million alcoholic and drug addicts, and let's just say that there, let's just say that there are ten million pharmaceutical drug addicts. Oh my goodness! I had an aunt that 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 uh, that uh, filled her drug addiction by being on the well-being committee at her church, taking meals to, to shut-ins and sick people, going to their medicine cabinets in a very small rural mm. community, and feeding her addiction. Mm. So medicine cabinet addiction. Okay, so let's take ten million. And do the do the math again. Three times ten is thirty. Thirty plus ten is forty. So that's one hundred and forty million mm-hmm. people, either addicts or set up to become addicts, or removed from themselves emotionally. One hundred and forty million. We didn't talk about numbers related to sex trade, sex addiction. We didn't talk about gambling addiction. We didn't talk about food addiction. We haven't even hit there. So, so Phil, we could easily climb up the numbers to hit. 180, mil, 180 million people in the United States of America are addicted. Yeah. Addicted. And that is a pandemic. And here's the thing with that, that it is a pandemic. And if you have, uh, what was the number, 180? 180. If you have 180 million people addicted, that means there are 180 pe- million people walking around that cannot access the very language we have that creates true connection, yes. which means cannot cooperate with other people, cannot be intimate with other people, cannot wish good for other people, cannot be tell the truth to other people. Yeah. I mean, there's just yeah. a whole lot of yeah. tendrils and, from that. And you're describing the people who are, you aren't in an active, uh, what we think of as active addiction, but they have the addiction to control. So yeah. they're communicating from the pulpits and the science labs and the the um, the educational system and uh, wherever it is, they're communicating some form 
of avoidance of dealing with neediness. So you can't have a reformation uh, in this country if all the leaders are teaching us everything we can possibly do Mm -hmm. to avoid having to be in genuine need. So, you know, our God gets smaller, our communities get smaller. And uh, I was talking to Stephen uh, uh, James said that Stoicism is making a pretty strong comeback. He's here in podcasts. And Hmm. when Stoicism is about removal from participation and connection to life on life's terms. It's about overcoming life. And we've already, if you stick with the premise, you know, the philosophical premise, we've done Epicureanism for a long time. Yeah. Eat, drink, and be merry for a long time. And now the pendulum doesn't swing to let's get truthful about our insides. It's swinging to let's just say nothing and do nothing at all. Yeah. So denial runs the country because if there are 180 million people involved in addiction— and there are, gosh, you know, there are 50 million at least under the age of, of, of 14. Oh, it's ugly. So uh, 180 million is um, there are out of 310 million people in this country. And that, that there's another easily several million that just don't have a clue mm-hmm. that anything's going on at all. So what drives this country? Addiction. And what drives uh, allows the addiction to continue? Denial. And uh, unless we get um, recovery from, and you're not going to get recovery from addiction until you have recovery of yourself, unless there's treatment, focus, education, prevention, uh, amelioration related to uh, emotional awakening, genuine emotional awakening, you're not going to have change. Yeah. So frankly put, um, um Addiction sells, and denial promotes it. And we're trying to get somewhere we can't go, and where we're trying to go is up, and where we're headed is down. Mm-hmm. And those are just the facts. Yeah, they are. And uh, the individual doesn't have to live that way, but our society is living that way. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> we've— uh, That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. We've Pandemic a, is a problem. we got a bunch of zeros, a bunch of millions, about a lot of people uh, with a— pandemic deal like addiction and what drives it and what keeps it going and all that kind of stuff so uh the natural question is okay well we've done a really good job of <laughs> painting all the dark paint we can on this what what can be done like like down right. earth in the dirt what can be done yeah. well there is well, get help <laughs> but <laughs> there there is a great deal of material that's extant related to um, recovery. I mean, there's all kinds of material on adult children of alcoholism. There's Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Anonymous, all kinds of material written about alcoholism. My fear is that there, there's lots of solution available to help us. My concern is, though, that if it does not help a person address themselves as emotional and spiritual creatures, their solution is a, a stopgap or temporary and will lead to more misery because uh, the solution a person's looking for doesn't come. So whatever a person, whatever you need to do, if you're listening to this, to find yourself emotionally and spiritually is the direction to take. Anything that you're trained in to take you away from Dealing with yourself as an emotional and spiritual creature um, 
is is ultimately not going to help you. We're going to talk a whole lot more about what it means emotionally. But look, I wrote a book years ago called The Voice of the Heart. And it's not about feelings for feelings sake. It's about the gift of what feelings are made to, to do for us. And guess what? Uh, a new study, I mean, it's a longitudinal study, just came out uh, not too long ago. And it shows the top 10 um, things that people with long lifespans do. The things that uh, uh, seem to support and reinforce living a long life. And out of the 10 um, things uh, to do to live a long life, the top two, number one was social connection. Mm-hmm. And number two was close relationships. Yeah, saw that. So there is the answer. And, and clean air was like number 10. Exercise was seven. Uh, cardiac health was uh, somewhere like six. Um, you know, it was just, it, it nutrition was on down. Mm-hmm. It's relationship, relationship, relationship. Not relationship as a thing, but relationship as a way of life. Uh, now, we are so relational, if we can't find gratification in relationship, that we're going to find it in something other than that. Uh, we're going to have to also start using reason the frontal lobe to articulate what's happening in our hearts or even articulate what's called the dark region of the brain, which is the emotional region of the brain. Mm-hmm. Emotion matters more than reason mm-hmm. because reason clearly, a person can clearly be reasoned into seeing that they have a problem called addiction, but it doesn't address the solution because the solution is emotional. If a person is emotionally awake, if a person becomes conscious mm-hmm. of conscience, if a person becomes attached again to uh, hoping, and if that hope becomes the energy of creation and anger, a person is saying yes to how they're made, and they're going to get sober and stay sober. They're not going to just stay sober. They're going to live fully because living fully is what addiction is an attempt to get to anyway without paying the price of what has become inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Now, once feelings become accessible, it's time to deal. Deal with your feelings. Mm-hmm. And we know we do that by feeling them, Eight feelings, the voice of the heart. Feel your feelings. Tell the truth about them to the right people and give them through the process because there is something bigger going on than what we can control, and there's a process that runs it, and God owns it. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a stepping in, in, into a start. And the tragedy is, guys, whoever is listening to this, you're going to have to work hard to find access to the world of feelings because you're living in a place, even in the recovery community, that will almost do anything, even will talk about feelings but not help you find them. And it's you're not doing it for the sake of feelings. You're doing it because of what feelings can take you to. Get the voice of the heart. Get the book, The Voice of the Heart. Get Needs of the Heart. Get um, the book, Keeping Heart. And it steps us into all those things. And then find therapists or groups or people who help you work on naming what's happening inside your chest more than just what you think about it, what's your experience of your life. Mm-hmm. Find your story and tell it. Yeah, so bless you guys. That's a great, uh, you said, you said well, this, this is the start. So that starts a good place to end here for now. Yeah. For us. So we're going to keep, we're going to keep kind of punching into this. Yeah. Right? Cause this is feel, this is, I mean, I, I, I may be talking like with pressured speech, but this is real. Oh, yeah. I mean, this affects our children. This affects the future, and recovery affects the future, too. Recovery 
affects our children too. Mm-hmm. Recovery affects the teachers that are going to be teaching in the future and the, the, the who's going to run the government and uh, people caring about each other next door. Yeah. Oh, I, I was worth a couple the other day that, that she said, I know they heard us fighting. I know they heard, neighbors heard the furniture, the sound of furniture crashing. Because this was repetitive. And she said, uh, I know they heard us. I said, but no one spoke or showed it or said it, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, correct. So there's denial. Wow. All right, we'll stop there. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll look for you next time. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and look forward to talking to you more, Phil. We're going to... It's going to become a little, uh, you know, more solution. We need to know what the problem is. So God bless you guys. <laughs>